What if trusting yourself and your calling is actually the way to manifest more money? Listen in to this episode with my special guest, and you'll write a new money story and learn to manifest with ease. All today on I Am Vibrant. Hi, everyone. This is Leah Lund, and I want to welcome you to this episode of I Am Vibrant, the place for entrepreneurs and healers and coaches and business professionals to come to fill yourself back up so that you can continue with your mission, continue holding the space for others that you do, and keep yourself out of burnout as you do it. I have a really special me. Her name is Crystal Jackson, and Crystal is many things, a queen of possibilities for sure, uh, a spiritual business coach, a mom of three, and a wifey of 15 years, which looks impossible because if you could see her, she looks 15, I swear, or like 21. <laughs> <laughs> You're thank you, thank you. you. <laughs> and we're going to talk manifesting money and lots of other good things today. So first of all, Crystal, thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to share you with our audience. Uh, Leah, thank you so much for having me. It was such an easy yes to be on here with you today. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I remember, I don't know, I don't remember how many years ago we met, uh, but I do remember that you interviewed me on uh, on an online series that you were putting together. And when I think of you, I I literally feel that first moment that we met via Zoom like this, where um <laughs> Because it was so, it was so, I felt your energy so sincerely, so authentically. You know, I didn't know if we would ever talk again or what would happen after that. And then we ended up, you know, to be in, in masterminds and things together. But, um, but your, the purity of your energy just came across so loud and clear to me. Um, and it, it's evident every time I listen to you or hear you or see a post from you and, and, uh, it's, mm. it's contagious and it's magnetic for sure. Well, thank you so much. That is just the nicest thing ever. And of course I'm all about energy, right? How funny. I didn't even know that at that time, but, um, and my, and my name is crystal. It's like the light, the energy of the world. Yes. It's all perfect. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's start there though. Cause I, it's so curious that you said, you know, I didn't even know it. I didn't even know I'd be talking about energy. So um, tell us a little bit about your journey, your journey mm. as an entrepreneur, as a business person, and how, yeah. you, how you got to what you're doing now. Oh, man, this is such an interesting journey. And it's, uh, you know, when I talk about manifesting, I, I really actually want to pull us back to being 10 years old when I was 10. And it was the first time I put an intention out in the world, but did not know what I was doing. And at 10 years old, I said to my mother at my grandfather's funeral, by the way, like my mom has a ton of things going on. And I go up to him like, mom, I'm going to play sports in college. And at that time, you guys, I thought it was soccer. So I probably even said soccer in college. And fast forward till I'm, you know, now seven or at this time, 17. And I committed to UCLA to play volleyball. Like I went to my dream school to play volleyball. And there was a lot of people, including my mom, and love her for doing this because I know she was actually saying this to me from a place of love that almost like UCLA was a little bit out of my reach, 
but I knew Leah, like I knew in my heart, I was like, that's where I'm going. I'm going to make that happen. And, and the manifestation came true. So I went to UCLA, um, had amazing career there. It was incredible. I learned so much about myself and being a leader and leading a team. And in that time, uh, manifested my husband to come into my life, which another volleyball player, he played professionally as well. And interesting because we both had a lot of mutual friends, but we never met each other till the perfect time. But going back just a tiny bit, my mm-hmm. senior year of high school, I had committed already to UCLA and I go watch uh, men's volleyball finals at UCLA. It's Long Beach State where my husband played, playing BYU. And we had Curtis and I had a mutual friend on the Long Beach State team. And I go and watch this final game. And I remember one player besides my friend, Matt, from the Long Beach State game. And it was my husband. I remember him. Like he stood (laughs) out to me, but I didn't meet him for three more years. Wow. And the reason I want people to hear that is because I had this really cool prayer. When I got clear that I was ready to meet my husband, I said this prayer and I've taken this prayer and morphed it into a lot of different things today. And I'll share it with you guys um, when it comes up. But I said, For me, dear God, I pray that my husband and I meet at the perfect time for both of us. So I didn't know what I was doing, but I was putting my intention out there of what I wanted and desired, and then letting the universe and God and spirit work its magic of when was the perfect time for me and Curtis to come together? Because if I've met Curtis my senior year of high school, and he was five years older than me, my parents would not have let that happen. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So when we met, though... I was 21 and he was 26 and it was perfect. And he had just healed from a relationship and was ready to meet someone long-term. And I was clear I was ready to meet my husband. So when we met, it was, that was it. Like we went on a first date and um, the next day I had a sorority date party and I said, Hey, I'm going to call you after my date party. So I call him at like 1230 at, you know, the next morning on Sunday morning. And he's like, do I have any competition? I said, nope, I'm all yours. So I was clear. I knew it was him. So now um, after graduating college, going back to that story, I graduated college, played professionally on the beach. Uh, I was an All-American at UCLA. I represented the United States multiple times to play on the beach. And then um, I really self-destructed, Leah. Like I really was so internal of what does my body look like? I was obsessive of what my body looked like because I didn't have the the big boobs and the small legs and butt. And so I did all these things of trying to fast and cleanse. And actually I was the heaviest I'd ever been in my entire life because mm. I was holding on to all this negative energy of what I thought of myself. Mm-hmm. And I actually gave up on my dreams of being an Olympian but all of that happened to get me where I am today, of course. Yeah. And um, so then my husband so, and I started. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Let me just jump in because, you know, I think it is. And I've, I've heard this from other women when they share their their manifesting stories and manifesting their life. It's like there was a purity at a young age about it. Right. Mm. We, we kind of didn't know what what to even worry about. <laughs> we didn't know what we didn't know. And so you just made this claim um, to your mother and, you know, believed yeah. it a hundred percent. And, and then also I find um, that there is a point, I think for most of us where there is a really down point, you know, a point where whatever starts to happen. And actually I'd love your take on what you think 
led to the self-destruction. Um, and, and I see it in, in a lot of people's stories. And I see it also sometimes in uh, ability to manifest. I was actually teaching about this this morning, ability to manifest in one area of your life, but then not in the other, you know, so Mm -hmm. what's different about those two things. And I think it really gets into what's, what's going on in our head and what's been on our mind. But, um, but for you, when, and how did this self-destruction start? Do you think Mm. now now that you can look back on it with clarity? Oh, absolutely. I know exactly what happened. My worthiness was so tied up in my results of life. Mm -hmm. So what what do I mean by that? Um, You know, the way I received love was, or let me say this, I found out when I thrived in sports, because I was a high level athlete my whole life, like fifth grade making a, a basketball team was only for sixth through eighth graders. And then he puts me with the eighth graders at fifth grade. Like I always played at a high level. I was a freshman in high school playing with juniors and seniors in high school for volleyball. So I always excelled and played above and beyond my age, right? So mm-hmm. I created the story in my head, not even knowing. So remember, like my, it wasn't my parents consciously did this, but I believe the more um, I created a result in my life, the more love I received. So I pushed myself hard there. So mm-hmm. now hear this, my worthiness was created outside of me. I needed outside validation to say how great I was for me to feel worthy and deserving. And then put that with, you know, playing afterwards, I wasn't creating the results. I wasn't having, you know, when I went on, went to beach, it was a whole different game and I wasn't good. Mm. So I went from the top of my career to playing beach and going like, oh shoot, I'm like down at the bottom again, having to work my way up. And now I'm married. I'm even questioning my husband, why he's marrying me. Mm. So again, seeking outside validation. Yes. And it just, it honestly, the easiest thing, Leah, was to just beat myself up because in sports, the harder I worked, and notice the word I'm using, harder I worked, mm-hmm. the more results I actually had. And the more I beat myself up, supposedly, this is what I told myself, I would actually get better. Right. So as an entrepreneur or even on the beach, I just did the same thing. But I started to self-destruct. I think there's a point when it's like, I mean, it was just so bad. It was so bad. The way I talked to myself, oh my goodness, it was terrible. Yeah. And so this is actually after you'd met your husband as yeah. well or so, before? Like, before, No, this during, was after. Yeah, this, even after. We were married at this point because we got married nine months after I graduated college. Mm-hmm. So we were married at that point. I actually asked him many times for years, not just in our first year of marriage for years. Mm-hmm. Why did you marry me? But when you have your worth tied up to your results, and then you're not creating the result you want in your life. But like people always wonder, how am I blocking the manifestations? Well, there mm-hmm. you go. My energy was yeah. all self-destruction. I was so focused on what am I doing wrong? Yep. And in fact, that is uh, that question right there. What am I doing wrong is the deep, deep, deep rooted question that has shaped my life, if that makes sense. Like that is the limiting belief under the limiting belief under the it is the deepest limiting belief yeah. that I've had to heal because I'm not doing anything wrong, Leah. Right. Yeah. And I, and I can imagine it probably stretched 
launched into not only what am I doing wrong, but what's wrong, just what's wrong with me. What's wrong with me? hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, tie that. I mean, that question has come up so many times with starting an online business. Like my Mm -hmm. husband and I were, we actually had a really successful gym. We had, um, a gym that was just under a half million dollar gym for people who had never gone to, I never went to business school. Mm-hmm. I'd never done any leadership training at that time. And we had a very successful gym doing what we love and literally listening to our hearts when it didn't Amazing. make sense. Amazing. But then this whole online world for being an entrepreneur online was definitely different. And then being, and remember I didn't have my worthiness still at this time and being in a community like we were in, there was so much competition that I went into self-destruction again, like I did a volleyball with beach volleyball because yeah. I was down at the bottom. Yeah. So it's really about this journey of like discovering who you are and standing in your truth of who you are. Yeah. And, and uh, it's almost an artificial kind of success. I think that we create before that, <laughs> you know, we, we might be able through the pushing and the struggle and the hustle and the hard work, create success in something, but until you've addressed this internal piece, um, it's going to be limited. And it's, it's a little bit of a false sense of accomplishment or a false achievement, I think. Mm-hmm. So how, so for the woman who's listening and is just sign of a relief thinking somebody gets me, <laughs> somebody feels, you know, what I'm feeling right now. What kind of advice would you give them for, for finding that worth? That worth? Mm, yeah, that's a great question. And first of all, whoever is hearing this message, this is meant for you, that you're not alone. You're not alone, even though it feels like you're alone. You know, even still, my ego will tell me like, I'm alone. I don't have any friends or no one gets me or this or that. And we get to come back to trusting ourselves, right? And trusting the internal message that has been given to us. So whatever your desire is right now, whether you actually believe you can do it or not, does not matter. But if you are getting a calling into your heart right now, I want you to trust that that is actually your calling, that you are meant to do whatever it takes to learn about you. And I'll come back to your question, Leah. I promise I'll mm-hmm. answer it. No, I love it. But you. your, your number one job is to feel good. Your number one job is to keep your energy clean and clear. The woman who creates her own worth never has to ask anybody if she's doing a good job. Mm. Yes. No, she doesn't because she knows. She already knows within that she's doing everything in alignment and trusting herself that everything is happening. Everything in your outside world is happening for you and your greater good. So even when, let's just say, um, you don't, let's just say you have a launch and it epically fails. I say epically fails because you're not, nothing's really truly a failure, but you've learned the lesson. Right. Well, so we have two options here. We can go into beat up and start telling ourselves how terrible we are and start lowering our energetic vibration, right? Blame, shame, guilt, beat up, victim, and tell everybody why, um, you know, this didn't work because of that, 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 or we can learn our lesson. And we can sit there and be curious and go, okay, what, 
what could I have done differently? And that is where you create your worth, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I don't need anybody to tell me I did a good job or bad job. What I do is look within and go, what could I have done differently? I'm using like an entrepreneur example here. And I remember someone saying this and I took it to heart that no one determines my, let me say it in the positive. I am the only person to ever determine my worth. That includes, I do not need my husband anymore to tell me he loves me to know that he loves Mm me. Mm -hmm. Or I don't need my children to say, good job, mommy. Like my goal every single day, my intention every single day is to wake up and go, today I will be my best. And it's my best. Mm-hmm. So let's put that in context for someone that maybe if you guys like to work out, I'm going to use a workout example. So going to CrossFit, it's a, a really intense workout. It's very, very, very competitive. And when I used to go to CrossFit, I would compete with everybody. I'd be like looking at that girl that's stronger than me. What is she doing? Okay, I'm going to do the same amount of weight as her, right? Competing. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm looking outside of me to create my worth in this conversation. Now I go to CrossFit and I'm like, man, it is me versus me. It is about me being my best. And I have this example yesterday. I was doing this really hard workout and I'm running and my son and husband were in front of me and the owner goes, you're going to let them beat you. And I'm like, I'm good because I don't need to compete with anybody to know that I'm good. Right. Yeah. Powerful. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's, uh, That's such a huge shift and transformation. And I'm hearing it came came like I think it does for everybody in stages and levels and layers. And so um, talk for a minute about the online business, because we do have a lot of online coaches and entrepreneurs in our community. And um, I personally think there's nothing other than maybe raising children, which I haven't done directly, so I can't speak to that. But um, to start a business and put yourself out there in a business, I feel like all of our stuff comes up. Like it's the ultimate, it's the ultimate (laughs) self, you know, meet yourself exactly where you are and, and uh, you know, see what's going on. How was that transition for you? And maybe what did you draw upon too from, from athletics, from sports that helped you make that transition? Well, the transition or the, I'm going to say the calling really came when I was in our gym And I had, and this is why I said earlier, like, if you have that feeling and desire in your heart, Mm -hmm. you get to trust that I had it way before. I mean, I, I call it the black hole of my life when I just had my second son and exhausted, we just moved into a new gym, but I I remember Mm -hmm. standing in that gym and I was like, I'm bigger than these four walls and not from a place of ego. Mm-hmm. It was actually from a place of service and Crystal, there's something inside of you that you get to discover to make a difference for other people. Like you've been a performer your whole life. Nothing is actually different. And you asked a question actually earlier, why can we have success over here and then be challenging over there? Mm-hmm. And to answer that really quickly, that really just comes down to what do you believe is easy and what do you believe is hard? You could say it's really easy to get in shape, but it's really hard to make money. And Mm. that's the energy is easy to go work out and it's hard to go make money. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's asking yourselves these really, really powerful questions. And are you like to get honest with yourself? 
I wish I would have been honest with myself when I first started being an entrepreneur online, right? So um, the challenges though to face, I mean, it was a hard journey for me because I, I built an email list and then I didn't want to make an offer though. So when you talk mm-hmm. about personal development, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I faced everything. Crystal, you're not pretty enough. You're uh, not a great enough or good enough speaker. I like to make up my own words. I, I mean, there's all of my things. I'm not a great speller. So then if I have to read something when I'm on a video, I would freak out. You know what I mean? Like you face all of you. And if this makes sense, the more you heal within like every opportunity that you get to heal within, you get to let go of whatever that conversation is. You can impact thousands of people. Yeah. Like that's the game of being an entrepreneur is to take, it's you're choosing to be uncomfortable. So if you're not willing to be uncomfortable, like I love you, but stop being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like you're just going to be <laughs> like, it's going to be, yeah, you're going to have a rough day every day. <laughs> every day you're going to be beating your head against the wall. You, yeah. you get to be willing to get uncomfortable. And that's where sports came in and made a difference for me mm-hmm. because I can get uncomfortable. I get uncomfortable in my body every single day when I go to CrossFit, it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But when you can pull in the grace of knowing this is happening for me, this uncomfortability is because the, when I heal myself, I can help thousands more heal. I get uncomfortable. I'm going to inspire someone else to get uncomfortable. Mm, Beautiful. And that's, that's what it's really all about. And, And your energy is every single thing. My belief is your energy is the only way, the best way most efficient way, the most effective way, all the above, right? Most sustainable way. Yeah. Sustainable. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. To manifest money. And you guys, I've done it the hard way. I've done Mm -hmm. it where, get this, Leah, this was my story. And I had um, our mutual friend, Julie Surratt, actually point this out to me. She's like, well, what do you believe about when you struggle with money? And it just came out like this. I was like, you know what? Every time Curtis and I struggle with money, our relationship gets closer. And so it was this light bulb moment of, okay, so I'm choosing to put myself in a place of struggle with money so that I can become closer with my husband. Right. Which is what I really want, right? Right. But that's not what I really want. Right. And (laughs) And the subconscious mind... I know you know this, the subconscious mind really does do what it thinks we want it to do. Yeah. So your subconscious mind thought you wanted it to create situations that would bring you guys closer. I ha- I've had that not long ago with a client where she would pick fights and have arguments. Well, the argument would always end in the making up and it was the making up is what she really yeah. wanted, that closeness, you know, yeah. but the subconscious kind of gets it twisted around. Uh, well, it doesn't know. Any, it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't know any different. It's yeah. you know, you're asking and you're receiving, and and here's the word I want people to see: is I was available for that to happen. Yeah, I was available for money challenges. And you remember, we made great money with our gym, but it was never enough. Those mm-hmm. were my thoughts. It's never mm-hmm. enough. It's never enough. I'm not enough. I'm not a good enough mom. I'm not a good enough wife. I'm not good with money. All these beliefs ran my money struggle. And so it was this aha moment of doing sales for an online business entrepreneur. 
that I started hearing myself in these people that I was talking to. Mm. And it was like, stop blaming money for your problems. And I started saying this, like, hey, this came up with my intuition and I always trust myself. And I say that every time my intuition comes up, this is for someone I think that will make a difference is I always remind my intuition, I trust myself. So, hey, Leah, this came up in my intuition. I always trust myself. So I started reprogramming what I believed about me Mm -hmm. and started realizing the more honest I was with people and the more I called people forward in these sales conversations, the more healing I had too. I was willing to get uncomfortable in these conversations and say, you know, to someone like you, like Leah, you get to stop blaming money for all your problems and start being responsible. Yeah. And so my calling came to me because it was like, oh my gosh, you get to stand up for money. Yeah. No, not very many people are willing to stand up for money. And so even today, start listening to what do you naturally say about money or what do your family and friends say about money? Um, I have someone close to my life that like just thinks Tony Robbins is like a this rich asshole. Oh, he's a fraud, this and this and that, so whatever. It's all good. That's their belief. Yeah. I believe much differently. I'm like, man, that guy is successful because he has helped thousands and millions of people. Right. Yeah. So what is your interpretation of money? Yeah. Yeah. What do you um, I, I had a realization a number of years ago. Uh, I never had the, a lot of people listening, I think will relate to almost thinking money is a bad thing, especially the spiritual entrepreneurs. It's like, Ooh, no, that's, you know, not, not holy, not godlike, not spiritual. Like, yep. I never had that, but I did catch myself saying money's not important. Mm, well, if yeah. money's not important, is it going to flow to me? Of course not. Right. <laughs> because I'm literally saying it's not important. Um, yeah. And not realizing the effect, the energetic effect of, of that language with myself. Mm, yeah. Your words are so powerful. I'm going to share with you guys a quick manifestation of like, that's how powerful your words are. You can manifest good and you can manifest bad if you, whatever you consider bad. When we got our new space for our gym, it was our rent more than doubled. So our rent was $2,400 at our first gym space. And we were doubling up to $5,000. Wow. And I was scared. Mm-hmm. I was really scared. I'm like a mom of new t- uh, two new babies and more than doubling our rent. Can we actually do this? You know? And um, I say to my husband, I'm like, you know what, babe? Worst case scenario, we can live in our gym. And by the way, why would I ever say that? But I was available for that possibly (laughs) happening. Mm -hmm. Fast forward four and a half years and our gym business, we lived in Montana at that time and um, our gym was in California. So we ran it from afar and it started going downhill. And my husband calls me. He's like, we got to go to California. So I actually manifested it happening. At one point, we were there for 11 months. And the first six months, we stayed with my in-laws and stayed with some friends I had my baby at our friend's house. I know craziness, um, home birth at their house. And then after a couple months, it was time for us to, you know, not be there anymore. Everybody mm-hmm. needed their space and I love them. Mm-hmm. We're so grateful for them. And so our next option was our gym. So we lived and three to four days a week in our gym and a blow up mattress every night. I never wanted anybody to know, you right. know, it was like yeah. so much ego there that like we, you know, we just didn't have the money 
my mindset was we didn't have the money to get anything else. So we lived in our gym and we lived with my in-laws. And that was a really, that was probably the biggest spiritual awakening for me of like, I would wake up every morning like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I have three kids. I have a newborn. I have a baby that I'm that I'm raising in a gym half the time. What is wrong with me? So I remember going back to that question. Mm-hmm. And then I just started being curious instead of beating myself up and started yeah. listening, listening and listening. And fast forward now, we've sold the gym and we're back in Montana full time. And my husband, I actually left my sales career and started my own business and having way more fun and making way more money, but most importantly, knowing I'm on purpose. Yeah. And trusting. You, you heeded that call. You listened to that calling. Oh, yes. listen to it big time. Yeah. Big time. I love it. Oh, I could, I could talk to you forever. <laughs> um, but I really, I, I appreciate you have a free course and, um, and I think it's, I couldn't think of anything better for the audience here is like a next step to get to know you and to delve into this. And it's about your new money story. Yes. Tell us a little bit more about what you're offering here for everybody that's tuning in. Absolutely. So this is actually a free mini course. And to be honest, um, most people would probably sell this course for like a thousand dollars, but I'm going to give it to you guys for free. And it's 12 different mini modules of how to create your new money story. So why do I say money story? Because like I shared with you guys, my money story was when my husband and I struggle, our relationship will get closer. So we get to get clear on what is our pattern and not just our pattern, but what is what have we learned from what we see and what we hear as a child about money and how money should be made. And I'm using should in that context of like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, where I saw as a kid was my dad wakes up and he's gone all day driving to downtown LA to make really good money for our family. You know, I grew up with more than enough money, but like, what did I hear? And what did I see? Money didn't grow on trees and this and that, you know, like all that stuff. And so whether you know it or not, we're carrying that around. We're carrying Mm -hmm. around our parents' baggage, plus our grandparents and our great-grandparents. Remember, like my grandmother lived in the Great Depression, right? So there's a lot of fear and scarcity around money. So we have carried that on, not not even meaning to. So Mm -hmm. when I say a new money story, it's about you, Leah, or the listener, whoever it is, to be in their power and choose what they want their money relationship and story to be. And it's a really powerful experience because you actually declare it. And even more powerful, if you're in a relationship, do it with your partner. Because what I found and discovered with Curtis was here, I grew up this way around money. He grew up this way around money. And then we tried to bring it together. <laughs> yeah. Never talking about it. Right. Right. Like never yes. di- having this kind of dialogue until it was like this moment. I was like, what the F Curtis? Like, what do we get to do? And we just started diving into it and learning more and more and more about each other. And the cool thing is, but uh, just so everybody can hear this transformation is we are the closest we've ever been almost 16 years married and more money than we've ever had. So that belief that we had to struggle to be close is actually just a lie that we told ourselves. So I'm happy for you guys to take it. And 
like, um, you guys can follow me on Instagram or Facebook and just reach out and ask me a question. Like I love questions. <laughs> cool. So I would love to support your listeners as much as I can. Beautiful. And they can find you on all those platforms under crystal Jackson. And then yeah, also- crystal Jackson, eight twenty four. Okay. It, um, and then like a, my hair all done in a pretty blue dress. So okay. yeah. Yeah. And we'll, I'll drop those uh, in the show notes too. So we have links right to it. And then your website's crystaljackson.com. Yep. Correct? That's yeah. right. Awesome. Easy. So crystal, with <laughs> crystal with a K. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so it's up to you now, everybody listening. Are you ready for your new money story? Step into it. It's okay. If it's scary, um, it's going to be because it's change and it's new. But Crystal, you are just, you know, such a living embodiment of how worth it it is to do that inner work and then see that reflected, see what that energy creates on the outside and be able Mm -hmm. to enjoy it because you're kind and loving to yourself and and full of trust. Thank thank, you. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing all your wisdom. It's been terrific. Oh, thank you, Leah, so much. And last thing I just want everybody to hear is uh, you're enough and you're worth it. So go after it. Thank you. Thank you for everybody tuning in. I'll be with you on our next episode of I Am Vibrant. Bye for now.